Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. It is another week for uh, Pioneer Athletics, and we are talking Pioneers men's basketball this week. My name is Tyler Mon. Pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn. Uh, we have taken the Coaches Show on the road, <laughs> Coach, to a uh, uh, very... I don't even know what you would call it. The Palouse. You're familiar with it. I am familiar with the Palouse. This is a a weather uh, phenomenon that I did not miss about the Palouse. It's like you basically walk into like the set of the horror film, The Mist. (laughs) That's like pretty much what today feels like. It's just like a gray cloud outside. The amount of fog that we were driving through on the way down here, I was like, do do we know if the driver can see the road in front of us? It was a little dicey. I was giving him a hand. I had a, I had a good seat in front of the bus, but uh, we're we're in Pullman, Washington, and known as the Palouse, and a trip I've made numerous times, uh, being in the the Pac-12 as an assistant coach, and uh, this is just seven miles from Moscow, Idaho, and uh, where we play tomorrow night. So we'll get a shoot around on their court. But today we practiced once we got in this afternoon at uh, at Washington State, and Kyle Smith. Head coach at Washington State was kind enough to to let us practice here, and of course our ops director Michael Orlich was a GA here for a couple of years. Pretty cool. It was uh, it was also the place where I did my first ever college basketball radio broadcast. My freshman year of college, I attended Washington State. I did a, a Cougs game there at Beasley Coliseum. That was a very long time ago, which uh, was made all the more evident to me by walking in and going, I don't remember what this looked like at all in here before. Uh, it was a much different floor back then. It was a lot more basic floor in, you know, 2003, 2004. Now the graphics, everything's so much nicer in, in floor construction these days. It wasn't that way back in the in the old days of the... The uh, early 60s time? <laughs> Still, everything was in black and white at that point. Still in the uh, in the Pac-10 in that age as well. Um, all right, coach. Well, we're not here to talk about the Cougs. We're here to talk about Denver Pioneers basketball. DU and Idaho coming up uh, on November 29th. Uh, the Pioneers with a, a road trip in their first game in the Summit League Big Sky Challenge this year. And we're going to talk about that uh, as the show goes along today. But we're almost a month into this season, as crazy as that is. We are seven games in now. Pioneers 4-3 and three, coming off a really good win last time out that we're going to talk about. Um, but give me your impressions of this team so far this season. You you start off, uh, you have a, a tough road game uh, right out of the gate against a good UC San Diego team. You come home, take on a, a Cal Poly team uh, that has some really promising pieces, put together a really good performance there. Uh, and you've had your, you know, ups and downs as any start to the season goes but this has been a really encouraging start it feels like for this year uh, it's been exciting to to follow and and uh, see our team progress um, you know we went into the season and I said many times that we have two proven players we, we have Tommy Bruner and and Toko Teamo who have done it at a high level before and uh, and going into the season they, they were guys that that were proven and beyond that we were relying on on guys that are playing new roles uh, now. Now, very promising players and players that we think will be excellent for us in the program. But they were all uh, thrust into new roles, and you know, from uh, Jackson Brenchley, you know, playing a very different role for us than he did at Utah for four years. He's a starter for us. He plays, gosh, close to 30 minutes a game, and uh, and you know, you just see. These guys are adjusting and acclimating to their roles now. Jackson had 15 points. Uh, amazingly, Jackson has, I think, 24 assists and five turnovers on the season. And, you know, that's what I thought he would be for us, just a really solid guy 
who just makes good decisions, his savvy and his experience shows up in everything that he does. And he's getting comfortable in his role and he's performing at a higher level. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Carr probably had his best game defensively against Texas Commerce A&M. And uh, he, he changed, gosh, he changed a lot of shots. He blocked some shots. Uh, he had four huge offensive rebounds in that game. And, you know, as he progresses, we will progress as a basketball team as well. And, you know, you go right on. Ben Bowen is playing a much mm -hmm. pro more prominent role for us. Um, Isaiah Otto Ankra. Uh, you know, uh, we put him in the starting lineup last game. He played 30 minutes. And Isaiah is probably what we anticipated that he would be, a 40% three-point shooter. And uh, he's rebounding a little better for us yeah. probably than I anticipated, I think, over five a game. But uh, as these guys get comfortable in their new roles and, uh, and honestly gain confidence, mm -hmm. we will continue to progress as a basketball team. We've done very well offensively, Tyler, where we rank – Guys, in about a half a, diff half a dozen different uh, offensive categories, we're in the top 20 in the country. And uh, it, defense has been the issue. And, and really the area, you know, for as often as we, we talk, that, that's been the area that we've targeted. That the improvement was really needed. And uh, the, the performance uh, in Texas last weekend, I thought we, we made it, took a huge step forward in that area. We're going to talk about uh, sort of the, the defensive progression over your last handful of games, um, especially as we get uh, further along in the show today. But let's talk about this offense. You kick off the season, you put 87 points on the board in your first game, 97 points on the board in your second game, uh, 85 in game, or 91 rather, in game number three, and a 91-85 win over Nichols. So you're doing things offensively right out of the gate that have never been done before in the, the Division One era with 85-plus points per game your first three games. Um, that was sort of the the flip side of the coin of last year you played great defense last year uh you know injuries and, and other things kept some of your best scoring talent off the floor so this year you go out you get a lot of guys who can score from a lot of different levels how exciting has it been for you as a staff to watch the way your offense has really clicked it feels like since game one in san diego uh we have we've we've done some really nice things and, and i will tell you with a straight face i i really think we can continue to progress mm -hmm. on an offensive level you you know uh, I guess when you talk about us offensively, you have to start with Tommy Bruner. You know, he's the nation's leading scorer through a month of college basketball season. You know, how, how terrific is that? And, you know, it, it's happened for a lot of reasons. And Tommy's dedication in the offseason to get himself in great shape, uh, staying in Denver, not going home, and uh, really working on his game. Um, Tommy and I have had, gosh, uh, uh, so many conversations in the seventh seven months or so of the off season and it was about handling adversity better and it was you know understanding that the ebbs and flows in the games are going to happen and you have to you have to be mentally tough through those and he has shown so much progress in those areas and i, I was telling him today that that's a direct reflection you know, to his progress on the basketball court. I, I think another major component to Tommy's success is that we've surrounded him with three-point shooters. Mm -hmm. It's opening up driving lanes and, and defenses have to make a decision. Do they, do they try to stop Tommy off the dribble in the gaps or, you know, do they stay at home with the shooters? And, you know, Toko uh, has shot the ball really well from three. 
Um, uh, you know, Jackson Brenchley is very capable, and uh, as we said, Isaiah Otto Ankara is a 40% career three-point shooter. So Tommy surrounded by three-point shooters has really helped his game and spread the defense out and uh, it's allowed him to get to the hole. One of the things we're doing really well as a basketball team, Tyler, uh, I, I guess I would say more than one of the things. We're getting to the free throw line a ton. Yeah. I, I think we're in the top five in the country in free throws made. I think we're number two or three in free throws attempted. We're shooting them about a 75% clip, which I think will continue to improve. But we're valuing the basketball. And I, God, my goodness, that will keep you in games even when you do, don't shoot well. You know, we, we had a game in Alabama where we had one turnover. The right. Game, the game before it against uh, Edwardsville, uh, we had, I think, five turnovers for the game. It were, and, and that was an area that we targeted. You, you know, you and I have spoke so many times, and it was we wanted to improve the three-point shooting. We wanted to improve the ball handling. We wanted to improve the passing of the team. And going into the season, I told you, I thought we improved in all those areas. And, and that really has been reflected in our play. You come into this week, second in the country in free throw attempts per game with 30.1. Uh, you are two tenths of a free throw per game behind Louisville, which is the nation's leader at 30.3. Uh, you're fifth in, in, in the nation in free throws made per game at 21.6. Alabama's got 23.7 to lead that category. You've got the nation's leading score. I mean, these are things that people have not said about Denver basketball uh, ever to be in the top five of the 351 teams that are ranked in college basketball in these categories. Um, and that's really exciting. And you touched, you touched on Tommy. Uh, Toko Tynamo is the other guy who you, you mentioned earlier as being one of your two really established guys. You know, we look at Toko in the starts of this season. He's got two 31-point games already this year, uh, which are career highs. Um, what is his biggest point of progression been from, especially it feels like this sophomore to junior year jump has been massive for him. He was already a very solid player as a mm -hmm. freshman, got better last year. He's just been a totally different guy this year. You know, it's well documented his offseason mm -hmm. uh, playing for the Finnish World University team in, in China, getting mm -hmm. about a dozen games over there. And we really thought that would be great experience for him. And um, and you can see, that, uh, you know, his game has developed in so many ways. It's maybe the most noticeable you, you see that he's uh, he's a higher volume three-point shooter than he was a year ago. He shot him well a year ago. He just did He shot two a game. You know, now, now he's shooting, you know, five, five to eight threes a game, and he's shooting them at a 40% clip. So, uh, and, and now, so you, you stretch the defense, and you have, you have defenses that have to respect his three-point shot. And now in another area that he's become very good, he can put the ball on the floor and he can create for himself off the bounce. And he can even change directions. He's not a straight line driver. So those would be two significant areas. And then, gosh, you, you know, as you, as you watch him and you, you see so much of him, you just the look in his eyes, he, he, he's a confident player. I, I mean, he, he is a really confident player and, uh, and so is his coach. You know, I have a tremendous amount of confidence in what he's doing right now. And, um, you know, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. That's a heck of a one-two combination for us. And, uh, you know, that will get other people great looks and free people up when the defenses are, are focused on them. And, you know, I do think it's probably just a matter of time and uh, maybe tomorrow night before we see a, a box in one and a triangle in two and some junk defenses to try to stop 
you know, our, our two big guns. And the exciting thing about it is you've got some other options to go to, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this Pioneers team and some of the other threats that exist on this Denver squad as the Pioneers head into Moscow, Idaho, coming up on the 29th uh, for game number eight of this 2023-24 season. It is the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show with Pioneers head men's basketball coach Jeff Wilbur. My name is Tyler Mom. We'll step aside for a timeout, bring it on back, preview this Idaho game, talk a little bit more about what's ahead for the Pioneers in the month of December. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Is that the sound of an ooey gooey cheesy crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Turnover, shot by King, wide, rebound, score! Let's wear crimson and gold and cheer on your nine-time hockey national champion DU Pioneers in Magnus Arena, December 1st and 2nd versus North Dakota. Time to pack the house for the DU Pioneers. Get your tickets early. It is sure to be a sellout. Webster plays it off the end wall and buries it. DU hosts North Dakota. Don't miss it. Denver wins it again! Hand in his face. Three on the way is good. TB buries it. Let the in-state rival begin. DU Men's Hoops hosts the CC Tigers in Hamilton Gym on Saturday, December 2nd. Tip-off is at 1 p.m. We need to create a home court atmosphere to beat CC. Dynamo open for three. Got it. Toko with a big time shot. DU is Denver's home of college sports. DU hosts CC. Let's go, DU Hoops. Denver Gymnastics season tickets are the best value in town and the entertainment is priceless. And a stuck landing. That was a beautiful routine. I don't know where the judges are going to take any deductions on that. Learn more about DU Gymnastics offerings at denverpioneers.com or social media outlets. Sunday fun in Magnus Arena, Denver's home of college sports. Yeah, so picture perfect. Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios on 104.3 The Fan HD3. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head men's basketball coach for the Denver Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn as DU at 4-3, and three, heads into ICCU Arena coming up uh, tomorrow night in Moscow, Idaho, Wednesday contest with the Idaho Vandals. And uh, coach, it's the second straight season that you're seeing Idaho uh, and you are coming into this game off of a really good performance last time out. You got a 10 point win in Commerce, Texas over Texas A&M Commerce uh, back over the weekend and a game in which it seems like your guys really took that next step defensively. And I know we saw some very good stretches against Nichols and against SIUE in South Alabama. Colorado Christian game, obviously on your home floor, but taking it on the road is something different to, to do defensively. What did you like most from what you saw in the win against Commerce to, to kind of give you that next jolt of confidence in your defense? You know, we've, uh, we've identified the defense as our biggest efficiency um, and the area that we need to grow the most. And uh, I would tell you, we, we went a week before the, the Commerce game and 75-80% uh, of our practice time was spent on the defensive end. And, and 
I mean, it wasn't just, you know, guys' defense is important. You know, as a coach, you have to back that up with your messaging. You have to back that up with your what you do in practice every day and what your emphasis is. And uh, we, we spent a ton of time on it. And um, I saw tremendous growth. Uh, we won the game because of our defense. Um, it, it just, uh, it, you know, it, it's a mindset and it's a commitment to doing better and being more active. I, I thought the biggest thing as I watched the tape afterwards was the activity off the ball. Like guys in the in the past and early this season, maybe we were in the right positions, but we, we just weren't active. We were standing still. And our activity off the ball was, was tremendous. We, we were what we call being a gap defense where you're, when you're one pass away, you're halfway between the ball and your man. And if you're two passes away, you're, you're to the middle of the floor and, and with a willingness to help. And uh, we, we eliminated threes and then we, uh, we, we pushed back and we guarded the drive. And we've changed our ball screen defense a little bit and uh, to keep teams from getting downhill on us. Uh, we, we do what we, we would call hard hedging at this point where it's a little more demanding of our bigs. We, we want them to be out there. And when ball screens are set, we want them to stop the ball handler right in his tracks and make him either go towards half court or, or hesitate with the dribble. And uh, it worked very effectively against a commerce team. And uh, it, like I said, it's challenging the guys and uh, they responded. So uh, we, we need, I told them tonight, uh, that needs to be a stepping stone for us. We, we by no means have arrived. Right. But it, it, I told them before the commerce game that I think we had something to prove to ourselves that we could be a good defensive basketball team. And I, I think we did that last Sunday. Let's talk about this Idaho team. Uh, it's sort of tough to get a read on this team. They got a first-year head coach in Alex Pribble who comes in after, I think, four years as an associate head coach at Seattle University. The scores this year for, for Idaho have been wildly disparate, it feels like, for most games. They lost their opener here in Pullman against Washington State, 89, 84-59. Uh, then they take a three-point loss to CSU Northridge. Then they go uh, with wins over Evergreen State and Pacific Lutheran and blowout games that are non-D1 games games and then a blowout loss to Seattle University 92-55 on the road at Seattle but last time out they got a three-point win in overtime over UC San Diego a team that you guys played in your season opener it's a pretty impressive win um what have you been able to identify it's got to be a little bit difficult to scout this team they got 12 newcomers new coaching staff uh and like I said these these results are all over the place what sticks out to you about the Vandals this year yeah well they beat a team that we lost to right you know UC San Diego in their last contest and uh, you know, welcome to the new landscape of college basketball. You know, I think they have 11 new newcomers to the team. They had a coaching change, and uh, so it takes a team a while. It, you know, we, we've discussed it. Uh, every team in the country is a work in progress, and right. those that identify, those that create an identity sooner than others, you know, certainly are in an, in an advantage, and I think they're beginning to create an identity for themselves. And um, I think they have very, very capable shooters, uh, three-point shooters on the team, but, uh, uh, you know, they haven't shot well over the course of the season thus far, but they're, they're very capable. Uh, Minnis is a cat-quick point guard. He can get downhill on you. He's an excellent mid-range shooter. Uh, Denker is a stronger guard, and he, he likes to back you down and play bully ball. 
um, uh, Taron Frank was a highly recruited kid. I know when I was at Stanford, we, we looked at him. Uh, he's a six eight three man for them. He's very active on the glass. Uh, he's active cutting to the basket. He's a good post-up player uh, and takes advantage of, of mismatches. And then uh, Mims is, is either the four or five for them. And he is, he is as athletic as a player that we've seen this year. He's six nine. He's a terror on the offensive glass, a, a must box out for us. Uh, and he can finish above the rim. And then uh, Rose is their other starter. And uh, gosh, it, it's six nine, maybe about 230, 240 pounds. Really good three-point shooter. So uh, uh, they've got a great starting lineup. They're, they go about eight deep. And um, uh, you know, we, uh, we, don't, we don't want it to be Denver to be the game that they find themselves right. and go off. So, right. uh, so much of that goes back to the defensive end and I hate to keep harping on it, but we will, uh, our level of success will be dependent on how well we defend this season. I've said that numerous times. One of the things that, that has always stood out to me uh, in covering college athletics is something that, uh, you know, the former Pioneers head lacrosse coach Bill Tierney would say, which is that you can never predict what 18 to 22 year old kids are going to do. And you can have a game where everything looks great and feels great for 40 minutes, uh, you know, on the, the defensive end or the offensive end. And next game, uh, things can be entirely different. In order for your guys to internalize and build off of what they did against Commerce, what, what does that take um, from the, the mental standpoint and the focus standpoint and the commitment standpoint for them to ensure, all right, let's use this as a building block and not just, hey, that was a great game over the weekend, and now let's just go back to doing the things that we were doing that got us to, to that point at 3-3 three and three before we were 4-3. and three. Yeah, I have a one-word answer for you, maturity. Yeah. That, that is what it takes, and, and I've – I've reasoned with my team, and I, we've talked about what you just said. And how do you make this a stepping stone? We we have not arrived by any means on the defensive or the offensive end. And you know, I told several of our guys, man, you, you should be excited. Like like we we, you know, we're we're moving in the right direction. We continue to make progress. Our performances have been better the last couple of games, and especially on the defensive end. And, and that ought to be exciting. I was telling Isaiah Carr today, I, I said, you know, if I were you, man, I don't know if I'd sleep at night. I'd be so excited. <laughs> it, it, he, he had a career-high eight rebounds. Yeah. My guess is that career-high will last one or two more games right. before he breaks it. Um, you know, he's, he's getting accustomed to being dependent on every day, which, which is what we're doing. We're pushing him every day to be better, and this is a new role for him. And as I've said before the season started, uh, you know, I, our progress may mirror his progress as, as an individual player at seven feet, yeah. seven five wingspan. Uh, you know, the other, the game on Sunday against Commerce, he just, he stayed on his feet. And that may sound weird, but uh, when, when guys had the ball inside, he didn't leave his feet. He didn't get himself in foul trouble. He stayed down and he, he, he played wall defense is what we call it. And he's tough to score over, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's maturity. That, that's experience, and that's maturity. So, uh, you know, to answer your question, uh, it's just to to reason with the guys and tell them, you, you know, you need to be prideful, and, and you need to understand that, uh, you know, this is we're, we're making the the right steps in in, in the, the right direction, and to be hungry and not content, and certainly not complacent. Um, you know, I think as you, you try to shape a program as we're trying to do into yeah. a champion, um, it, it's, 
uh, how do you handle success is, is a really major thing. And, and, you know, we've won two games in a row. And, you know, that, that doesn't sound like success on a high level. But, uh, you know, you win a road game. And certainly road games are harder to come by in college basketball. And uh, you just, the guys need to stay hungry. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, so you, you lean on their, their pride. Uh, you lean on their maturity. And, uh, and the experience of your older players. All right, Coach, uh, final point for you. Uh, at this stage in the season, I know you're only seven games in, but this feels like a team that has a lot of possibility in front of it. I know last year through nine games, you were eight and one. Um, but for whatever reason, this team feels like there's some more sustainability and some more potential there. Um, where do you feel like you are in terms of the the outlook for, you know, you kind of get into that, that cone of focus now as you head toward conference play. You got one more month, essentially, of non-conference games. And then you really got to be locked in for that Summit League slog. Uh, how excited are you at this stage in 2023 versus where you were at this time in 2022 or that first season in 2021? Because it feels like this team's really got the pieces here this year, albeit, you know, small sample size through seven games. But there's a lot to be excited about, it feels like. Uh, you know, they you bring this up every year. It's the chemistry and of the team on the court, off mm -hmm. the court. Uh, and, and on and off, it's it's very good, and uh, uh, that's that's certainly encouraging. We we have some older players with experience uh, that are uh, taking pride in becoming mentors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really saw it more than any in the last game at, at timeouts. Uh, some of the older guys, you know, whether it was Jackson or whether it was Tommy or whether it was Toko. You know, talking to some of the younger players and encouraging them and teaching them and, and helping them develop as people. And, you know, that's a team with mutual respect. That's uh, uh, that's a great sign. So I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that these players who are in new roles are getting acclimated and getting adjusted and, and finding themselves, you know, and, and as significant contributors to our team. And, you know, Toko and, and Tommy won't take us to where we want to go. We, it needs to be a collective team effort. And uh, I think that's happening and that's, uh, that, that's really exciting. And, you know, you, you love to keep the momentum going here and you hate to look too far ahead, but uh, we have the potential to play two ranked teams. Yeah. Uh, in, in the next uh, week to two weeks in, in Colorado State and BYU. And uh, I, I hope that holds true, that we keep the momentum going and, and we play those ranked teams. And uh, that, that's a wonderful opportunity, man. I've, I've always loved to be in that position. And uh, I hope that I can take my team in uh, in those situations and let them experience it. And for Pioneers fans, uh, you got a chance to see your team at home and just a short drive away coming up uh, twice over the next week. Pioneers will be back home coming up on December 2nd against Colorado College inside Hamilton Gymnasium with tip-off set for 1 o'clock for that game. You can get your tickets at DeverPioneers.com. And then coming up on the 6th up north in Fort Collins, uh, the Pioneers and the Rams will hook up for the first time in a little while with a 7 o'clock tip-off uh, inside Moby Arena and the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine. Coach, uh, we'll do this again in less than 24 hours for Pioneer <laughs> pregame, but thanks so much for the time, and uh, good My luck My pleasure. Tomorrow. Nice to have you with us, Tyler, Appreciate as always. it, Coach. Same here. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show, we'll talk to you on Wednesday for Denver and Idaho from Moscow.